What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to another edition of Be Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. Early morning hours of Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. As the Home Run Derby is complete. And boy, did we ever get a show on Monday night out of St. Louis Cardinal Albert Pujols. 42 years old, and he put on a splendid performance in the Home Run Derby. Gave us a little drama, too. Man, that was a lot of fun. And so I thought, if ever there were a day to maybe skip doing a a podcast, considering we've gone, I don't know, I think it's been eight, nine days in a row. We've been killing it, to be quite honest. And so if you haven't subscribed yet, I'm not going to beg you, but I'm going to ask like real sternly. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and subscribe to P-Shape Daily. Spotify, Apple Podcasts are two great places you can find it. You can go to anchor.fm slash bshafer12 and click on more platforms. And if Apple and Spotify are not apps that you can access, there's lots of other places to download the show. We're talking Cardinals baseball all season long and even into the offseason. We will continue to do the podcast. It might not be seven days a week the way we've been doing, but we will still have episodes for you guys to enjoy. So make sure to get on the train now so you don't miss anything as things continue to heat up for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tonight, though, on Monday night, it was the Albert Pujols show. And going into this home run derby, I feel like people did not give him a a whole heck of a lot of, of a chance in this one. But I am proud to say that I did believe. I believed at least for the length of time that he was able to stay in the derby. That was my anticipation. I thought he beat Kyle Schwarber. I just... And it's a little bit interesting, you know, the way they seed the Derby is based on home runs in the current season, which is fair enough. I don't, I can't think of a better way to do it. But what that means is you don't always get the guy who's going to be best at home run derbies, right? Julio Rodriguez had a fantastic night tonight, but nobody knew that he was going to be as electric as he was, making it to the final round, losing to Juan Soto there at the end. Juan Soto, by the way, was a great pick. If you didn't think that Pete Alonso, the two-time defending champion, was going to get it done, I think Soto would have been a really smart pick, especially if you're like me and you thought that Albert Pujols was going to knock off Kyle Schwarber. It was a premonition. I don't know where it came from. Call it homerism. Call it whatever you want. But I thought, you know what? I think Albert Albert puts on a bit of a show tonight. And so that's really all we're going to talk about tonight on B-Shape Daily. I don't have any other takes. I don't have any other discussion I just want to gush about the home run derby because I think when you look across all the North American major sports and you look at their all-star festivities the NBA does a pretty good job the NBA all-star game they have continued to tweak and refine the all-star game in fact I made some money this past NBA all-star game from somewhere I'll borrow a phrase that we use on the KTGR big show find a jurisdiction of legality When it comes to sports wagering, of course, Missouri is not one of those. I found a jurisdiction of legality that had some soft odds for the NBA All-Star Game because the way they do it now, and if you're not familiar, the last few years they've done it this way, instead of just having everybody score as many points as you can over four quarters, they try to add some intrigue to the end of the game. And so they come up with a system where after three quarters, they decide to implement what is known as an Elam ending. And they decide a number of points that must be earned by the team that's currently in the lead of the game after three quarters. And then that's the total of points that needs to be reached by the winning team to end the game. So if the the team that's leading after three quarters has 100, 
They decided a few years ago to honor Kobe Bryant. They would add 24 points to that total, and that would be the target score to win the game. And so it would be 124 if the team in the lead after three had 100. But I found a website where they did not maybe know that that was the case, and they had the over-under for the fourth quarter at like 71 points. And I said, well, it's impossible to go over because unless they decide to randomly stop honoring Kobe Bryant, which wouldn't seem like a very nice thing to do, it's going to go under. And so, you know, I I was able to find some soft odds there. But the NBA All-Star Game does a good job of tweaking their game, the slam dunk competition, the skills competition. They're constantly three-point competition. They're constantly trying to come up with things that favor the fans, and they do a pretty good job of it. I would make an argument that baseball does it better than anybody. Hockey, same way. They try to come up with the skills competition. They've t- they've turned their all-star game into a tournament. Three-on-three tournament that invites more scoring, more action. It's a lot of fun. And I like it. I do. The Pro Bowl and the NFL, that's the one that could use some work. I think they need to go to seven-on-seven flag football. But you maybe would have some issues there with players worried about injury. There's a lot of ways that you could try to fix the Pro Bowl. Nobody really cares about it now. But I'll tell you this. I think baseball does it better than any of the three other major North American sports. Because the Home Run Derby is a signature event. It's a lot of fun. Sure, you could tweak it in certain ways. The way that would make most sense is with the bracket format now, it's hard because if you go second, say the first guy hits 10 dingers and you only need 11, well, we have no idea how many you would have otherwise hit. And so maybe it's a little bit less fanfare because of that because you don't have everybody going all out every single round. But they still do a great job of manufacturing some drama. They put the bracket together. You've got the stars of the sport. And I know there were some other names that maybe people would have liked to have seen in Monday night's home run derby. But in certain cases, you know, for me, Jock Peterson, I think, would have been a good pick. But he declined it due to, you know, back and neck issues. He said he wasn't feeling his best. It, it takes a lot out of you, I would have to imagine, to play in the home run derby. So he bowed out. Jordan Alvarez would have been another good pick. He's on the injured list right now. Mike Trout just went on the injured list. So it's it's a little bit tricky. Shohei Otani, he did it last year, but I wouldn't recommend that for a pitcher every year as a as a regular affair. So it's a little tricky maybe to find willing participants, but I think they found a really good group this year. You had Kyle Schwarber against Albert Pujols as the one versus the eight, and of course, seeded based on Aaron Judge is another guy who declined participation, seated based on how many home runs they hit this season. Aaron Judge leading the major leagues right now at 33. Kyle Schwarber's second place at 29. He's in, and so he's the number one seed, which means Albert's got to take him on. But that doesn't mean that Kyle Schwarber is the best home run derby participant. He did it back in 2018, had a pretty good run. I think he made it to the final round before bowing out. I believe that was one of the other years that Juan Soto was the victor. But you have a good first-round matchup there. Pete Alonzo was the number two seed, taking on Ronald Acuna Jr., two star players, right? Two big names. You'd like to see that. Corey Seager, back in Los Angeles after signing his contract with the Texas Rangers this offseason. He's the number three seed going against Julio Rodriguez. It's great to have a rookie in there. I like, I like too, you talk about the motivation factor of if they still have that million-dollar prize, which I know there is some sort of prize. Pete Alonzo talked about it during the broadcast that, hey, if he won this year, he was donating the proceeds to the foundation run by he and his wife. So that would have been really cool. But Alonzo ends up getting upset. He doesn't end up winning this thing. 
But that's a good first-round matchup there between Corey Seager, Julio Rodriguez, the young gun. He had a really good showing tonight. It was fun to watch. And then the 4-5 matchup, Juan Soto, who I thought coming in had a pretty good chance to make the final. I did pick it that way. Juan Soto ends up squaring off against Jose Ramirez, who I think was maybe one of the more confusing participants. He's a switch hitter. He swung right-handed. He did not look comfortable. I would say the ugliest swing of the night goes to Jose Ramirez, even though he did fine. He hit he hit a decent number of home runs in that first round, but he fell to Soto, who, by the way, did not win in 2018 because he I don't believe he was even in the big leagues then. It was Bryce Harper that won in 2018, but I was thinking Washington Nationals, and I came up with Juan Soto uh, because at the time, Bryce Harper was with the Nationals, Juan Soto was making his way into the league that year. It was his rookie season, 2018. Juan Soto was not an all-star that season, however. But nevertheless, able to correct my mistakes as we go. But Juan Soto ends up taking down Jose Ramirez in that first round. I think Jose Ramirez honestly should have swung left-handed. He hit, like I said, he hit a decent number of homers. Didn't look good. It was just like an ugly swing. Sometimes you, like Albert, his, his stance has never changed. His swing has never changed. In 22 years, he looks the exact same, almost identical to what he he did. I guess as a rookie, it was a little different, but then years two, three, he really started to kind of come into that. It looks like he's sitting in a chair, and even as he's gotten to 42 years old, he still keeps that same position at the plate, which I think is remarkable. But he ended up having a really great night. It was a lot of fun, man, to watch Albert Pujols, which is what we're here to talk about, so let me kind of dial in on that. I will say, and I may have given different picks last night than I ended up tweeting out. I had a change of heart on Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez. I was like, you know what? The rookie, I think he's got some young juice to him. I think he could do well. I'm picking the rookie in the first round. I actually got the first round completely right. Pujols with the upset, the 8-1 matchup. He came out on top. We'll talk about how that happened, and it was a lot of fun. Juan Soto, I felt pretty confident would advance. He did. Alonzo, same thing. And then the other one that I flipped on that was technically an upset based on the seeding was Julio Rodriguez upsetting Corey Seager. And I'll tell you what, through two rounds, Julio Rodriguez had to be the favorite at that point. ESPN does a streak for the cash game. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's a free game they do on their ESPN app, their ESPN fantasy app, I should say. And you just kind of get to pick random sporting events. And if you make a real long streak in a given month, you can win some money. It's a free game, though, so I've always played it. My dad has played it, and it's a lot of fun just to kind of have something to to root for. And they were letting you pick every single matchup of the Derby, and I will admit, I picked against Pujols on the app because I sometimes go for the reverse psychology. I really wanted Albert to get that. I I picked him. I said he'd win, but when when it came time to pick it on the app, I reversed it because it was just like my signal to the universe. Like, you know what? If Kyle Schwarber doesn't beat Albert Pujols, I'm going to be happy enough. I don't need this app to uh, to vindicate or to validate my picks. So I did do a little bit of trickery with that. But other than that, and including that because of what I tweeted out, I was spot on for the first round. Albert got the win. Soto got the win. Rodriguez, over 30 home runs in the first round. He looked like a man on a mission. Really impressed with his debut showing in the home run derby tonight. And Alonzo, of course, took care of Ronald Acuna Jr. But it was Albert Pujols in the first round. That was that was the moment of the night, right? Like, it's great to see Juan Soto get the win. It was cool. Nobody had any really gaudy home run totals in the final round. 
And again, the format makes it difficult to have that anyway. Because once you win, it's over. There's nothing There's nothing left to be done. I wish there was a way that they could do them simultaneously or something in the final round, right? Which you can't, obviously. Not until we get the, uh, the hologram projections working. That'll be like the 2042 Home Run Derby. I'm sure they'll be able to to play simultaneously in the same stadium. But for now, we got to take turns, and that's just fine. And even though it was an exciting final, a, a good, worthy final between Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, who was, we're going to be hearing his name for the next 15 years in the big leagues. I mean, this kid, I'm so proud of the Seattle Mariners for calling him up, saying it's time, and they're being rewarded with a pretty good season. They've been on a pretty big win streak recently. And so the way they've handled their players you appreciate that. You appreciate when teams say, you know what, this is an exciting player. We know he's got nothing left to learn and prove. I know he's only 20, 21 years old, whatever it is, but he's got nothing left to do in the minors. Let's just bring him up. And the Mariners have been rewarded for that because right now they're squarely staring down the barrel of a wild card spot. They're still pretty far behind the Astros in the West, but I mean, they've they've separated themselves from everybody else in that division Everybody vying for wild cards in the AL Central. They're actually ahead of the AL Central leading Twins right now in terms of record. Just a half game behind the Rays for that top wild card spot, which does have some value to it in the current structure because the top wild card will get to host that three game series. But good on the Mariners for calling up J Rod and good on Julio for having a great night tonight, putting on a show for the fans. But let's talk about Albert Pujols. That's the reason we're here, right? And I want to give you my impressions of how that first round was going. There was a moment where I thought, oh boy, I don't know if this is this is going to be kind of hard to watch, but I'm sticking through it. Let's see our guy put on a show. And he found, it, he found a groove there after he changed bats. The first bat, I think he probably would tell you, yeah, I wish I had just gone with a lighter bat to begin with in that first round. But he hadn't done it for several years. It's been a while since he's participated in one of these. And he, he just didn't know. Like, he does batting practice. But you know what? When, you, when you're hitting batting practice bombs at Bush, you're in a group of three or four other hitters. I believe it's three other hitters. You've got a group of four. And so you're rotating. You're taking turns. You don't have to go for three straight minutes. And you're not trying to hit homers every single swing. That's the unique nature of this event. You are trying to do those things. And you don't know the toll that it might take on you. Kleininger, Tehran, the Cardinals bullpen catcher, was the pitcher for Albert tonight, which was really cool. Good moment for KT to to get the spotlight a little bit there. Does a good job as as really a, a coach for the Cardinals with what he does with the bullpen catcher work and and working with the guys down there. He's a coach and gets a chance to uh, to have the spotlight a little bit tonight with Albert. I think he did a fine job. It's a hard job to to be the pitcher in the home run derby because. It looks so easy on TV. Just throw it over the plate. Just throw it in the spot. But, man, I tell you what, I bet it's much more difficult than it looks. I've never done it, and so I'm not trying to rip a guy. It it can be fun to send off a snarky tweet here and there if a pitcher is obviously hurting the the guy's chances that he's throwing to. But usually it's a tougher job than than it probably looks, and so I'm not going to make fun too much. But I think KT did a nice job, and Albert really started to settle in. And I just thought, come on, Albert, get a few more, get a few more. I was a little bummed with Carl Ravitch. He kept saying, well, that's how many he's got, and he's done. It's like, no, Carl, I, maybe the rules didn't used to be this way. I don't recall that they were, but you do. everybody gets 30 bonus seconds. So that's the way they've decided it. Please keep up. 
<laughs> please please recognize that he does get his 30. He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be time for Kyle Schwarber to get. He's got to get 11. It's like, no, he, he gets 30 more seconds. Albert got up to 13, and I thought, okay, that's at least manageable. And you know what? Coming off of the first round, the three minutes, he had everybody gathering around him. And at that point, I was like, you know what? This has been an unmitigated success. There's nothing to be upset about at the end of this, even if Albert doesn't emerge, with it, which at that point it looked like he wasn't going to. I still thought this has been a success. Look at all of the modern stars of Major League Baseball and the way they're respecting, honoring, and celebrating Albert Pujols before his round's even over. And Paul Goldsmith told the ESPN broadcast, it was relayed a little bit later on, that that wasn't planned. That just happened. That's just like a bunch of dudes who respect a legend of the game that they're getting to play alongside. And they're like, oh, we're, we're doing this? We're going to go around Albert right now and give him some love. Hell yeah, we're doing this. That was so cool, man. That was such a wholesome baseball moment, profound baseball moment. These young kids, some of them, you know, 20, 21, 23 years old in the case of Juan Soto, just giving some love to Albert. It was cool to see Manny Machado come up, give him a, you know, give him a a beverage, helping out there. Like, that's just awesome, man. You've got these Dominican players and these, it doesn't even matter where you're from. You just respect and you acknowledge the greatness that has been Albert Pujols over the course of his career. And that happened tonight, man. That was really cool to watch. And so when that happened, I said, well, he's don't let's have somebody remind Carl Ravitch right now. He still has 30 seconds. <laughs> Guys, come on, let's not forget about it. But that actually gave him a little bit of a rest. He knocked a few more dingers and I thought, okay, 13, that's not an embarrassing number. That is respectable. Way to go, Albert. And it's like, Drop the mic, bro. You did it. He gives his batting gloves away to one of the kids there. I think they said the nephew or something of one of the the all-stars. Here you go. Take the batting gloves, man. I'm done. I'm sitting down with my people. I'm going to kick back and relax. I'm going to watch Kyle Schwarber kick my ass right here, and then I'm going to just enjoy the rest of the night. This is my all-star experience. I'm going to take it in. Well, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast because Kyle Schwarber, you know what? It's not always going to be your night. I should know this. Anybody who has played athletics, any kind of sport at any level, quite honestly, should know this, that sometimes you're on and sometimes it's not your night. I go bowling every Thursday in a league, and sometimes it's my night, and sometimes I'm missing seven pins like there's no tomorrow. Sometimes it's just not your night. You know what I mean? And Albert Pujols thought he was done, but it wasn't Kyle Schwarber's night. He got to 13 which I thought was just deliriously good. I'm like, this is great. I don't want Albert to win this outright because Kyle Schwarber didn't do enough. No, give us a swing off. Give us what we demand. More Albert. At that point, I thought it doesn't matter what he does. He's playing with house money right now. He's already won, man. He's won the adoration of these players, the adoration of baseball fans around the world. I think that that stadium was pulling for Albert tonight. Former Dodger, right? He played there last year for a few months of the season. They gave him some great respect. He did the interview before Kyle Schwarber even swung. They want to make sure they get that guy on camera. And he was so gracious to Dodgers fans. I thought that was cool. If you're a Cardinal fan saying, well, why didn't he think Cardinals fans? No, 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 no. Wrong mentality. It was at Dodger Stadium. He played with them last year. He was giving some love in the location he was in. I thought it was wonderful. And then some things happened. Kyle Schwarber doesn't beat him. 
He has to go find those batting gloves. Hey, I need these. You can have them back in a minute, but I need them right now. I got to go hit some more dingers. Seven home runs in that minute, and I was laughing, man. Every swing, it be, like you have to kind of, it can be difficult to track the home run derby. He's swinging, and I'm like, all right, off the bat, that's a home run, so I don't need to track that ball. I'm just going to watch his next swing because they have the split screen. You got to decide what you're going to do, where your eyes are going to go, right? And he had three or four in a row, it seemed like, that were just identical, just mashed him. He's got to pull the ball. He wasn't getting no 440 feet plus bonus. Not at his age. He's 42 years old. He had to do it with sheer volume, and he did. Seven home runs in 60 seconds. And at that point, I thought, as long as Schwarber doesn't go berserk, like at the beginning of this minute, I think Albert's going to advance. And it was about 42 seconds to go. Schwarber hadn't hit one. And I was like, I think he's got it. I think Albert's going to get it. And then dialing in late, Schwarber had like three in a row with under 12 seconds. And I thought, don't throw him another pitch. Don't count it. Don't nothing. Because I don't think Albert would have won another swing off. I mean, Schwarber had the disadvantage of having to do the swing off basically five minutes or so after his round had concluded. Albert at least got to wait through the lengthy round and Schwarber gets a timeout and then he gets his bonus time. Schwarber had more bonus time than Albert because he did hit the 440 feet homers necessary to get a full minute. So Schwarber, like in that situation, I would almost say Albert had the advantage and he was locked in, man. When he dialed it in, he was laughing. He was visibly laughing because I think he couldn't believe it too. Like he was just having fun. And that's what was so cool. That's what, that's the moment we were looking for tonight. Like to get one of those moments from Albert where he is just in his element, in his zone, putting on a show for baseball fans the way he's done for 22 years in a row. And we got it, folks. We got it. I know he didn't win the thing. That was always a long shot. He was the longest odds to win it, but he won the matchup. He upset the the top seed in the tournament. And in doing so, just had a smile across his face. That was so wonderful to see. And then as Juan Soto beats him in round two, he picks him up from behind. He gives him a big hug. That's what you're here for. It was really cool. I couldn't have asked for anything more, to be quite honest with you, for Monday's Home Run Derby. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. What'd you think of the Home Run Derby? Albert Pujols putting on a show for Cardinals fans and fans around the globe. I thought it was fantastic. I really did. And so I wanted to get on here and gush for a little bit about Albert Pujols. I know that the season maybe hasn't gone the way that he'd hoped. I don't know what different the average fan would have expected from him this year. Six home runs this season. I know we had talked before the year about, all right, what would it look like for him to get to 700? He would need to get, well, 21. I don't think he's getting there. That was kind of my impression before the season. And that's my impression now. Only six so far. Even if he had six more, that's gonna you're going to fall short. He doesn't play enough to get there. He doesn't hit right-handed pitching quite well enough at this point in his career to get there. And so it's probably not going to happen. But he's still an important part of this team. Like, think about the relationship between he and Juan Yepes. Never would have happened if Albert didn't come back. Don't take for granted even for a moment how special it is that Albert Pujols is a Cardinal in 2022. That's my thing. Because even at times I do it where I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's old hat now. He's been here for three months. This is what it is. Guys, there's two and a half months left in this season. I would say don't don't take it for granted. 
appreciate every single at-bat from here on out. That's what tonight taught us, if anything, because there aren't going to be all that many more of these. And if you're a Cardinals fan that remembers, like I do, starting in 2001 all the way through, Albert Pujols has had a special career. Very few have ever been like it. Very few ever will be. And so just just kind of soak it in. I, and it was good to see that he was doing exactly that tonight. So that's kind of what I wanted to get at today with B-Shape Daily. We will get into some trade conversations. So far, I've gotten mentions of a lot of mentions of Juan Soto, obviously, with the trade poll that I put out. I've gotten mentions of Pablo Lopez, a few other names. Let me know, though. This is the day to do it, the next 24 hours after you listen to this, because Tuesday will be mostly all-star game-related podcast, but then there will be no game Wednesday, no game Thursday. Cardinals taking on the Reds in Cincinnati over the weekend. And I'm telling you right now, we will have plenty to talk about over the weekend. So stay tuned. But that Wednesday, Thursday, I want to make sure that all the names that people want discussed will be discussed. So now's the time at B Schaefer 12 on Twitter. My direct messages are open and you'll be able to hop right in. Let me know. Say, hey, talk about this player. Could this be a, a fit for the Cardinals? Here's what I think. Here's who they should give up. Any degree of information you want to give me with that. But throw me some names, and we'll hop right into it, starting on Wednesday probably. And that'll that'll kind of get us through until games are back on, which begins on Friday. So that's what's coming up. We'll do a Juan Soto episode. We'll talk about some other trade options Wednesday or Thursday. Whichever day we don't do Soto, we'll leave more time for other names. But now's the time to, to drop them my way. Also, uh, if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, I'd love for you to do so. We're on Spotify. B-Shape Daily is on Apple Podcasts as well, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, I can bet you're going to find us unless it's SoundCloud and that's lame. So don't get it from there because uh, for whatever reason, we're not on there. I don't really even know. I, I guess I'd have to do that manually every time. They don't have like the affiliate relationships with Anchor, which is where I host the podcast. So is what it is, but I appreciate you guys tremendously for being here. Once again, great night for Albert Pujols. Good night for Cardinals fans. Good night for baseball. Congrats to Juan Soto as well. Like I said, in that matchup between Soto and Albert, it's just a question of which Cardinal is going to win it, right? At that point. No, Juan Soto is not yet a Cardinal. Maybe he will be someday. But would you be willing to pay the price to make it happen? It could be exorbitant. It could mean top prospect Jordan Walker. Could mean Dylan Carlson. That might even be scarier for some Cardinals fans who have grown attached to Dylan. So let me know what you think. And we'll definitely dive into that. It's going to be an interesting conversation later this week. Subscribe to B-Shape Daily so you don't miss it. Appreciate you guys. As always, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. And we'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.